Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. Today we're going to talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness. What a concept, what a challenge that we are all saddled with at some point in our lives. We're going to talk about the science behind forgiveness and why it matters. I'm also going to talk about probiotics and maybe in a little bit more comprehensive way than I have in the past. I'm going to talk about the differences between the different types of probiotics on the market. It's one of the most common questions that I hear, and I've decided to really spend some extra time prepping for today's show to get you the information you need to utilize probiotics truly effectively for your health. So that's the topic on today's show. We're going to talk about those two things, two of the things, in my opinion, that are the most beneficial to our health, probiotics and forgiveness. I'm Jared St. Clair. This is Vitality Radio and the Vitality Radio podcast. I am so excited because it's Christmas time. When you're listening to this show, if you didn't listen to it too late, we only had a week until Christmas, at least on release date. And uh, I love this time of year so very, very much. It is my absolute favorite And I'm just, I'm like I was when I was a kid, even at 49 years old, I just love it. And then here in Utah, if you're listening locally where I'm broadcasting from, we have got what appears to be a pretty solid white Christmas ahead of us. We just got a lot of snow and uh, I'm hoping it doesn't all melt before Christmas. Now, not everybody probably agrees with me on that, but that's okay. That's how I feel. Vitality Radio always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful at 107 South 500 West. You can give us a call if you want to hear more details on anything that you hear on Vitality Radio. I have a fantastic team at Vitality Nutrition ready to help you. You give us a call, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. If you're listening on the radio, thank you. If you have not yet attempted the podcast, I highly encourage it. My uh, downloads are up more than double over the last two months, and I believe that is in large part due to the special episodes I've been airing talking about what's going on in the world of COVID and the uh, vaccines and so on, early treatment versus late treatment, all the things. I've had some real fantastic experts on there on the special episodes of Vitality Radio, and those can only be had on the podcast. So any of your favorite podcast apps will have them. Or if you're not into podcasts and you want to just listen uh, through my website, you can go to vitalityradio.com. Okay, so before I get into this topic of forgiveness, which I am doing in lieu of a rant today, I apologize to those of you who were waiting for a rant, but uh, you know sometimes my rants are focused on people that I need to learn to forgive. And so I thought, 
we'll do a little switcheroo this week. I hope that's okay with you. Before we get into that, I'm going to remind you of a couple of things that I think are uh, kind of cool. You know, stocking stuffers. Stocking stuffers are an interesting thing. It's kind of like, in many homes anyway, a Halloween trick-or-treat bag of just full of goodies which taste good, but aren't good for us. So as a more health-minded father, I've been looking for other approaches to stocking stuffers. And there's a bunch of different things that you can do. And there's a bunch of really great resources online. But I would highly encourage you, if you have yet to fill stockings, that you take a look at the non-sugary options, or at least get the cleaner sugary options, uh, ditch the artificial colors and things like that. Uh, I think that's a great idea. At Vitality, I've actually made a focus this year of bringing in some things that are stocking stuffable, and uh, we definitely have some natural and healthier candy options, no doubt. And we, But we also have things like uh, scented candles that are scented naturally with essential oils that are beautiful pillar candles. We have Incrediware uh, socks, which what better to stock a stuffing with, stuff a, <laughs> stuff a stocking with than stockings. Uh, the Incrediware socks are fantastic because they help to take pain and discomfort out of the feet if you're dealing with things like neuropathy or heel pain or plantar fasciitis, those types of things. They're fantastic because they deliver more blood flow to the tissue and help to release pain and inflammation from the area. So those are really, really great stocking stuffers. We also have the E-Cloth the very best cleaning cloths in the world. I'd stack them up against anything, including Norwex, if you're a Norwex fan. And I love Norwex. I love Norwex. That's what I started with, but I've ended with e-cloth and I prefer them and they are less than half the price and they are fantastic. So if you're into cleaning with clean cloths, being able to clean your windows and mirrors streak-free completely with just water and no chemicals. You got to check out e-cloths and stuff them in somebody's sock for Christmas. And then we have uh, a variety of other things. We have these awesome little uh, microwavable heating pads, uh, some of which are infused by CBD. We also have uh, some really fantastic smaller things like uh, CBD and CBD gummies that fit in stockings that uh, for your uh, friends and family who are dealing with uh, pain and anxiety and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of really great options at Vitality right now. Uh, we have eye masks uh, for better sleep and uh, just a, a big list of really cool things, essential oils that fit great in stockings, particularly frankincense and myrrh. Ah, yeah, get my drift. So yeah, there's a bunch of different options you have. They're available at Vitality. If you have questions about those, you can obviously come visit us in Bountiful. But if you're not in Bountiful or near Bountiful, no problem. You just call us on the phone. We'll take care of you through the mail and through the phone. 801-292-6662. Now, let's talk about forgiveness. All right, so forgiveness in spirituality, of course, goes way back. It's in, I think, just about every spiritual text, regardless of whether you're Christian or Jewish or Mormon or Muslim or whatever. There's a whole bunch of different places where people look for this type of information, this spiritual information, many of which are not really uh, religion at all. And yet, one of the things that I think is one of the most common ties is forgiveness. Even if you're 
atheist, there are many people who have found that forgiveness is a very, very powerful tool. But because most people listening are uh, believers in the Bible, I'm going to quote a few scriptures from the Bible and uh, let you uh, think of them as you will. And forgiving one another. So forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall I, shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? And Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. And then the last one, when we stand praying, forgive if we have aught against any, that our Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. All right, so I bring those up for a reason, and I'm going to tie that back in at the very end. But of course, we know that in spirituality and in religion, forgiveness is a major key to happiness and uh, success. So the question is, does science back that up? So there's some really phenomenal stuff available. There's some great books. There's some great articles online, some podcasts like this one dedicated to this topic. And there's some really excellent scientists that have spent some time really digging into how forgiveness actually works on a scientific basis. Shana Shapiro is one of these experts. She has written books on mindfulness and compassion, and she says, pain in life is inevitable. Suffering, on the other hand, is optional. Forgiveness is a process, and while the duration and difficulty will vary significantly, it can be equally applied to all levels of pain, whether it's the result of someone being rude to us in a store, a life cut short, or a partner cheating. For one study uh, that was done by perhaps the doctor most well-known for the research on forgiveness, Dr. Frederick Luskin, uh, he wrote a book called Forgive for Good and was the director of the Stanford University Forgiveness Project that took place all the way back in 2003. Uh, the article I'm going to be referencing is from Positive Psychology. Uh, Dr. Jeremy Sutton uh, put this all together. For one of the studies that Luskin did, he recruited students between 18 and 30 who wished to attend forgiveness training to resolve personal issues. Split into groups, he interviewed them before and after the training. And I love that it's called forgiveness training. I'm going to get into that a little bit too. Results confirm that forgiveness training helps people feel significantly less hurt, learn techniques for forgiving specific and more general resentment, and forgive the particular person who had caused them pain. Overall, findings suggested that learning to forgive improves psychological and physiological wellness and offers protection against future upsets. Forgiveness training also leads individuals to become emotionally stronger, experience greater confidence, and be increasingly optimistic. Such findings were echoed in Luskin's later work as part of the Stanford University Forgiveness Project. Working with adults 25 to 50 years of age, forgiveness training was also found to reduce stress and improve overall health. More recently, as part of the Northern Ireland HOPE Project, Luskin worked with families whose loved ones were murdered during the political troubles of Northern Ireland. One of the groups included women whose sons had been tragically killed, often shot for no other reason than their religion. 
Understandably, these women, even years after their son's death, were suffering extreme pain and anger and felt their healing had been largely ignored. The forgiveness training offered by the team at Stanford had incredible life-changing results. On arrival, the women averaged a hurt score of 8.5 out of 10. By the time they left, their self-reported hurt had reduced to about a 3.5 on average. Also, longer term, the women reported fewer feelings of depression and an increase in optimism. While previously entirely consumed by anger, hurt, and grief, they left still mourning their loved ones, but with a measure of forgiveness and the ability to cope. This is extremely powerful stuff, far more effective than any medication could possibly hope to be. When you think about anxiety and depression in particular, I believe forgiveness is a major factor for many people dealing with that, and yet we try to mask those feelings through medications or even natural means. But if the underlying cause is unforgiveness, which it absolutely can be and often is, we must learn to forgive if we really, truly choose to heal. Going back to the spiritual part of this forgiveness thing, while I'm no theologian, something hit me like a ton of bricks as I was preparing this. What if the process of forgiveness works kind of like this? We are told repeatedly in scripture that we must forgive in exchange, and in exchange, sorry, God will forgive us. Well, what if through the process of forgiving our fellow man, we are forgiven and it is this that alleviates our pain and anguish, that we are now square with not just the one we forgave, but also with God. It's an interesting concept indeed, and I don't know if there's something to it or not, but it gave me a different perspective on it for sure, and, and hopefully it helps you a little bit. One thing I do believe, and this is me personally, is that we are indeed spiritual beings. We must never forget that we have a soul and that that soul is eternal. There is much more to it than just deciding to forgive someone, though, although that is definitely a wonderful first step. Forgiveness is literally a practice, a learned skill for most of us. In fact, emotional healing is a practice, all types of emotional healing. I've mentioned on this show before the processes that I've learned and utilized in my own life. Now we are offering a workshop called the Peaceful Harbor Workshop. It is designed to help you help yourself through certain knowledge and practices that anyone can learn and do. You can glean some amazingly powerful information for yourself, and you can use it to teach your kids and grandkids as well. We had one of these classes just a couple weeks ago, and we got some really great feedback, and we're working on making it better all the time. And we're offering one again January 4th at Vitality from 6 to 8 p.m. So you've got a little bit of time to prepare. Right after the holidays is a great time to figure out some of your emotional imbalances and do some self-work and some self-love in helping yourself release many of the stresses and anxieties that you hold. And that is what we do and teach at the Peaceful Harbor Workshop and the follow-up workshops that we offer as well. If you're interested in registering, call Vitality. You just call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Anybody there can get your name and phone number down as well as an email address so we can send you some pre-class uh, stuff to take a look at. It's going to be a powerful evening. It always is, and you won't regret it. But 
I'll find it in my heart to forgive you if you decide not to come. Okay, we're going to cut to a break. When I come back, we're going to talk all things probiotics, and I'm going to teach you some things that you probably haven't heard before. You may have heard me talk about some of these things before if you're a regular listener, but I've got some new information for you that's pretty good, and I'm going to lay it out in a different way than I ever have before. I think you're really going to enjoy it. We're going to talk all things probiotics, how to know if you're getting a good one, the right one for you, and what I consider to be the very best probiotic available. That's all coming up next. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blog or online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is we don't just sell supplements. We consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or drop us an email, info at vitalityradiopod.com. That's info at vitalityradiopod.com. Welcome back to Vitality Radio. I am your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and I'm so glad to be with you talking about two of my favorite topics today, forgiveness and probiotics. They may not seem to go together, but I will tell you that they are two of the greatest things you can do for your own mental and emotional health. So they go together quite well. And uh, of course, with Christmas just around the corner, that forgiveness thing, I think, takes on even more magnitude. Remember, if you'd like to learn more about how to take charge of your emotional well-being, uh, please join us at the Peaceful Harbor Workshop on January 4th at 6 p.m. in Bountiful at Vitality. Call us if you have questions, 801-292-6662. You can also register at that number, 801 801- 292-6662. Vitality Radio, always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful. We're happy to help you with anything you need when it comes to your health and nutrition needs. We are there for you. Let's talk probiotics. So first, I want to say that there are two primary classifications. There are a whole bunch of additional classifications, but two primary classifications that I'm going to refer to today when it comes to probiotics. There are what are known as human strain probiotics, and there are spore probiotics. 
So I'm going to talk about human strain probiotics and spore probiotics. They absolutely both have their place, but I want to explain why you would want to use one over another and when it makes sense to potentially even use both and why it matters. Spore probiotics are part of our native environment, but they aren't human probiotics. Like pretty much everything else in nature, they have a commensal relationship. Now, what does that mean? Well, according to the uh, Britannica Dictionary, commensalism in biology is a relationship between individuals of two species in which one species obtains food or other benefits from the other without either harming or benefiting the latter. So in this case, this commensal relationship is us as the human species and the spore probiotics as the other species we obtain benefits from it without harming it or benefiting it. It basically is just doing us a favor. And that's what a commensal relationship looks like. In this case, the spore biotics are incredibly generous to their human neighbors. They are found in our environment, like I said, in dust and dirt, attached to the food we eat and the air we breathe. They are unlike human probiotics in so many ways not the least of which, they are really, really resilient. They handle heat up to 455 degrees. Like you can literally take these probiotics and cook them into a pasta dish or put them into your hot coffee or tea, and they're fine. No problem at all. They also can handle incredible cold. They can handle all different levels of moisture, total dryness or high levels of humidity. They can handle oxygen and they can handle acid, that last one being quite important. So because they get into the intestinal tract, when we take them as a supplement, because they can handle all those things, they have an ability to change things in a marked way compared to their human probiotic neighbors. So let's talk a little bit about why it matters in terms of this acid and heat uh, resiliency. Spore probiotics, because they grew up, so to speak, in nature, and they're not in a cozy, constant environment like their human counterparts, they have a very, very unique level of resiliency. They can handle all those things because there's acid in the soil, there's different levels of moisture in the soil, there's different levels of heat and cold in the soil. They've evolved and they are hardy, extremely hardy. Whereas human probiotics, eh, not so much. They're kind of weak when they're outside of their native environment. And it's important to understand what I mean by weak because Human probiotics are powerhouses. Now you're thinking, Jared, you're losing your mind, man. You just said they were weak, and now you're saying they're powerhouses. Can both of these things be true? I'm going to tell you that they absolutely can be. When they are in their home environment, their native environment within and on the human body, but particularly we're talking about gut probiotics now. So within the human body, they are in the intestinal tract, where the acid level is pretty much constant. 
the temperature is pretty much constant, the moisture level pretty much constant, all of those things just stay where they're at. And so these probiotics don't have to adapt to anything else. But when we pull them out of the human body, uh, they don't do so well. Let's make a sports analogy out of this. There is indeed a home court advantage in the case of human bacteria. They perform their best right there at home. And they are, frankly, a pretty terrible road team, but they can still score points. In May of 2016, at a panel discussion in UCLA, or at UCLA, sorry, consisting of two research microbiologists and someone named Sandor Katz, who is the author of the extremely popular do-it-yourself fermentation book, Wild Fermentation. All three of these experts agreed that the bacteria in both fermented foods and commercial human strain probiotics, which, by the way, is the vast majority, 95% plus of probiotics on the market, are human strain. They all three agreed that they were virtually entirely killed by stomach acid and bile from the liver. So if they're wiped out in the process of ingesting them and getting them into the intestinal tract, how are they useful? How can these road warriors still score points even though they're no longer alive? Because what happens when a bacteria dies is it becomes what they call lysed, which also means that they're dead. But when we take a good strain of human bacteria from its comfy little home and then try to put them back, they usually don't survive the journey as I said, with the stomach acid and the bile. So they do die, but they still are able to score points in the afterlife. And what do I mean by that? To answer that question, in 2009, researchers tested the non-spore strain. So in other words, a human strain known as lactobacillus rhamnosus. This one is commonly found in many probiotic products that are on the shelf because it can be very effective against diarrhea. Well, guess what? When they heat killed the lactobacillus rhamnosus, so they, they killed it and turned it into a lysed bacteria, it was equally as effective dead as it was when it was alive at stopping diarrhea. Exactly the same results. What? How can a dead bacteria be so effective? Well, when we consume conventional probiotics, human strain probiotics, and fermented foods, our live, healthy human bacteria that is already in our gut is clinging to the gut wall and taking a read of the contents of the flow of nutrients moving past over the six hours or so that it takes food to travel through the entire digestive tract. That is their job. They're hanging out there, kind of guardians on the watchtower of the lining of our intestinal tract, trying to figure out what's coming down and what they can use and what they need to eliminate. Dead or alive, all bacteria contain microRNA within their bodies. Each strain having its own unique RNA qualifies, or sorry, qualities and specific benefits. When the live bacteria see their dead family members floating by, if they perceive something of benefit, there is a genetic exchange from the dead bacteria to the live bacteria. How freaking cool is that? I mean, really, it's like a funeral procession where the dead are able to hook up their living family with some extra useful information and advice on their way to the grave. 
And that makes a difference. You absolutely can and often will see positive benefit from human strain probiotics. They work. They really, really do. But they don't do a very good job at all of actually colonizing and strengthening the gut. They simply work primarily on the symptomology that you're currently experiencing. So yes, you likely do feel better when you eat fermented foods like drinking kombucha or eating pickles or sauerkraut or kimchi or things like that. You probably feel better when you take a probiotic than you do otherwise. And I'm not suggesting that you stop. I eat fermented sauerkraut or pickles nearly every day. I also love kombucha. That is all awesome. And it's really good for your health. However, we know that there is a need for deeper repair and rebuilding of the gut due to stress, diet, and especially antibiotics, not just the ones that we take as a pill, but also the antibiotics that are found in our food itself because there are so many of them. Remember, 70% of antibiotics made in America are fed to animals that are then fed to us. And Roundup, glyphosate, sprayed on so many crops, particularly the genetically modified crops, is a human antibiotic. So if you're not eating perfectly organically, you're getting antibiotics even when you don't think you're getting antibiotics. And if you're using antibacterial soap and things like that, more antibiotics, okay? So our biome is under attack 24-7, even if we're doing most things right. So this is where spore probiotics shine. They are so resilient that they get into the intestinal tract. And when they're in the intestinal tract, they get through that stomach acid, they get through the processing and manufacturing, they get through all those things. And when they're in the gut is when the magic happens. But let's talk a little bit about what has to happen. Inside the human gut, there should be a thousand plus species of bacteria. Now that's an interesting thing. And it's something that we really didn't know that much about until starting around 2008, the Human Microbiome Project started. And when that started, we learned a lot of stuff that we did not know before. One of which is there's over a thousand different species in a healthy digestive tract, which is a big deal. Because think about the probiotic. If you've got one on your shelf right now, in your cabinet or on your turntable, like I keep mine. I'm not talking about a record player, but I have a little uh, lazy Susan with all my supplements on it. You've got a probiotic. Look at how many strains are in it. It probably has somewhere between four or five and maybe as many as 50 or 60 or very, very few that have even that many. But 50 or 60 strains, even if you take a really, really comprehensive probiotic, that doesn't match up with a thousand species. It's not even close. And we do want balance amongst the species in our gut. So the first thing is it's not too important to worry about if I take a probiotic that has 15 species or 20 species, am I actually going to create imbalance? Truth be told, probably not. In fact, it's very unlikely because most of that bacteria will be dead by the time it gets to your gut anyway, which again, doesn't mean it doesn't have benefit. It will have benefit in many cases but it won't recolonize and grow more bacteria. So you're, it's, it, think of it more like you would vitamin C or vitamin D or something like that. 
where with vitamin C, you take it and within half a day or less, what you've taken is gone. It's been utilized and it's been eliminated and you need to take more to get vitamin C again. That is basically how human probiotics are. They can be effective while they're in there because they deliver these messages to the healthy gut bacteria, but they don't fix anything. You still need to continue to take them. That's the difference between colonization that spore probiotics do and not colonizing like human probiotics. And the colony is important, not just the species, but the total count. We should have about 100 trillion, which is not that much now when you compare it to the national debt, but still it's a lot. It's a lot of bacteria, 100 trillion bacteria. And we know now, thanks to the Human Microbiome Project and other studies, that antibiotics, when introduced, particularly at a young age, if as a child, you or your children were on antibiotics for strep throat, ear infections, or any number of other things, then the gut itself is probably behind. Never fully formed all the good bacteria that it should. The microbiome is incomplete if that happened in the first three to four years of life. If the child wasn't breastfed, if the child was delivered through a cesarean section rather than through the birth canal, all of those things set us up to not be fully formed in our gut. We may not have enough of the species and we may not or almost definitely won't have enough count, won't have that full 100 trillion. And that allows for turf wars to take place. And it doesn't just happen in the first four years. Those are the most important. But if you're 35 years old and you've taken an antibiotic ever, not just in the last six months, but ever taken an antibiotic, then you are probably deficient because what we found is that the human gut is is resilient to a degree and the human bacteria is resilient to a degree. They are living, breathing organisms and they will regrow and repopulate. But a couple of things stand in the way once we've done that damage. And the biggest thing that stands in the way, at least in my view, based on the research studies that I've read, is that it's basically a turf war inside of our gut. We have the good guys and we have the bad guys. And the bad guys, truth be told, are in there all the time. Think of it like your neighborhood. You have some neighbors that you really like and they they chip in and help shovel the widow's walk when the snow comes and all the things. And you have some neighbors that maybe are a little grouchier, uh, you know, get off my lawn, kid, you know, those types of things. They're always there. And that's okay if the whole neighborhood isn't full of them. You know, once the whole neighborhood's full of them, you got drug dealers on this corner and you got the grouchy old guy on that corner and there's no more of the helpful kind, then we get to an extreme level of imbalance. And that's kind of how it is in the gut. That's a not the best analogy I've ever come up with, but we have fungi, we have other bacteria that aren't productive in terms of helping our health, but are more counterproductive. Uh, we have other types of microbes. We have mycoplasmas. We have uh, parasitic things. All of these things that grow in the human gut, and they're all part of the microbiome. But it's all about balance. We have to have enough of the good guys to keep the bad guys at bay. And if we don't, then that leads to a variety of different problems, including 
absolutely the gut issues like diarrhea, constipation, irritable bowel, and so on, but also the less obvious things like poor mood balance, higher anxiety, higher depression, weaker focus, mental focus, weaker learning capacity, more attention deficit, more OCD or ODD or ADD and so on and so forth. All of the Ds matter when it comes to probiotics. And they matter because the probiotics inside the gut, there are also human neurons, the same types of cells that are found in the human brain. And those neurons in the human gut are communicating with the neurons in the brain on a regular basis based almost entirely on what's happening with the bacteria in the gut. That's where all that stuff happens. And so if you're mentally or emotionally not doing well, your gut is most likely also not doing well. It matters. And so when you look at this turf war thing, when we use enough antibiotics, and in many cases that can be one antibiotic, especially if it's early in life, but even later in life, we use enough of these antibiotics and we get enough antibiotics in our food, that 100 trillion gets smaller and smaller and smaller, but that space still gets filled. And that is the important thing I'm trying to get across here. It will be filled up by the rotten neighbors rather than the good ones. And we will get imbalance. And when we get imbalance, we don't do well. Mentally, emotionally, our gut, but also our immune response. And lost in the shuffle of all of the propaganda that's coming from media and government when it comes to how we're supposed to actually build our immune systems with pharmaceuticals and with masks and things like that, as opposed to how our immune system actually works, which is from within, the gut microbiome is 80 to 90% of the immune, uh, the, the immune response in the human body. We have to have those good guys in there to prevent chronic infections or even acute infections, such as COVID, the common cold, and so on and so forth. And that's been that way since the dawn of mankind on this planet, and it'll be that way until we all die. And while we ignore the gut health and the gut immune system, essentially, we miss so much importance in how we can truly improve our physical health. So all of that matters. So let's talk more about the spore-forming probiotics and what I have discovered over the years. In the last, I think it's been now about 10 or 11 years, I'd have to go back and look and see exactly, but I discovered sporebiotics about that time, 10 or 11 years ago. What I was looking for was I was developing a new brand of products called 10-Day Results. And what I was looking for is simply a probiotic that was truly resilient, that was truly stable in acid and heat and all of that kind of stuff. I was fine with it being as good as the other probiotics. I just want it to be, I wanted it to at least be strong enough or resilient enough to actually survive into the gut. So that's what I was looking at. And I couldn't find one. I couldn't find a human probiotic that had that kind of evidence uh, supporting it. But I did find something called a bacillus strain. That's B-A-C-I-L-L-U-S, bacillus. Now, it's confusing because you'll see lactobacillus. 
And your human strain probiotic, if you've got it there, will say lactobacillus, most likely, or it will say bifidobacterium. That's how you can tell if you've got a human strain probiotic. If you've got a spore-forming probiotic, it's going to start with bacillus. It could be bacillus coagulans or bacillus subtilis or bacillus indicus or bacillus clausi, and there's a, several others. But those are the strains that you're looking for to find out if you've got a spore-forming probiotic. Well, in the research that I've done since then and the success that I've had with that first product that I developed back then called Back on Tract, I've dug deep and hit the best, wisest brains on probiotics that I could find, including a guy named Kieran Krishnan, who has been on this show many times and is a phenomenally great uh, microbiologist. And I finally came up with the resources where I could find the right strains of bacillus probiotics and a manufacturer that covers all the bases in terms of how they actually produce these things. And I was able to come up with a new formula, which has now been on the market for about two months. It's called Vital Spores uh, by Precision Probiotics. Precision Probiotics is the brand. Vital Spores is the formula. Vital Spores has three probiotics in it that are bacillus strain probiotics at very good high potencies. And these are all the right type of bacillus strains. There are a variety of different ones, and some have been genetically identified and some have not. These all have the genetic identification so we know exactly what they are and what they do. And then it also has a powerful yeast that's called Saccharomyces boulardii, which clinically has been shown to be a powerful psychobiotic for the mental uh, brain, emotional stuff that I was talking about, but also is the first line of defense for people who are struggling with uh, C. diff, if you're familiar with that. In fact, in cases of C. diff, which is an antibiotic-resistant infection, mostly born in hospitals, nursing homes, and places like that, Saccharomyces boulardii, in my view, stands alone as the most powerful intervention for that. So it, it makes a big difference in gut health. So Vital Sports contains just these four ingredients, and it contains a total of 8 billion units. But this is really important. I say just 8 billion. 8 billion might sound like a lot, or if you're pretty familiar with probiotics, it might sound like not that much. And compared to 100 trillion, it ain't that much. <laughs> but remember, these probiotics are different. First off, they survive all the way into the gut, 100%. As such, their survival is 8 billion surviving units as opposed to maybe a few million or a billion surviving, if you're lucky, of the human strain probiotics. Even if you're taking a 50 billion strain or 100, I sorry, 100, sorry, 50 billion potency or 100 billion potency probiotic, the vast majority of it, according to the experts, is killed in the stomach before it gets to the intestinal tract. So then at that point, they can only deliver those messages through their RNA to their buddies in there, which can help with symptoms, but again, will not rebuild and actually strengthen the human gut biome. Whereas these at 8 billion absolutely will. So I spent 
basically the last 10 years researching all of this, but I started working on the formula about two years ago. And as I've said, it's literally just released about two months ago. It's brand new, but it is based on all of the best evidence that I could possibly find, getting all of the best sources of these particular strains. And I am so thrilled about it because we've already had such excellent results with less potent formulas that have been on the market for years where we've seen people with significant imbalances in their gut get better with spore-forming probiotics. And now we have an option that's even stronger than anything that's been out on the market before. I truly believe it is the strongest probiotic currently available. So if you're listening and you're thinking, okay, but Jared, I don't know if I even need a probiotic. That is a valid, valid point. So let me talk to you about that for just a minute. First off, how I do it. I do eat fermented foods almost daily, probably five out of seven days. I'm doing sauerkraut, pickles, kombucha, some combination of those things, because I do believe that they are absolutely useful to human health and that I, I do better when I have them than when I don't have them. So having probiotics on a daily basis, whether it's through food or supplementation, can be very useful. I don't believe that outside of chronic conditions that you're dealing with, like let's just say you have chronic constipation or chronic diarrhea or something along those lines, that taking a supplement, a human strain probiotic supplement long-term makes a lot of sense. It You can def definitely take it long-term and it will help you, but it won't solve anything. So you're literally taking it long-term unless something else changes. But supporting the gut with that kind of probiotic is, is useful for sure. And supporting the gut with fermented foods is useful. But what I do is I take now Vital Spore. I used to take another one, but now I take Vital Spore. One, uh, my plan will be one bottle twice a year for 30 days. I'll take one bottle at one capsule a day for 30 days, twice a year to improve my, well, my, my intestinal health and my well-being through the process of rebuilding whatever has been lost from the stress and from the antibiotics that have slipped into my system because I don't use pharmaceutical antibiotics and the other things that happen. We're just inundated with this stuff and we need to keep on top of it. So basically that's what I do twice a year for about a month. And if you're in great health and you feel like you've got things under control, that's probably a great way to do it. But if you've never done a spore-forming probiotic, and if you've ever been on an antibiotic, then I would suggest you do it a little differently. I would recommend at least three months straight the first time and just see how you do. I think you might be surprised at just how big of an impact it can make in your health and in areas where you wouldn't normally think about it, like your mood and your thinking power, your brain power, focus and concentration, things like that. It's pretty amazing stuff. Now, is it Unsafe to take it daily? N absolutely not. You can take it every day for the rest of your life. And some people will need to if they've got enough long-term gut damage going on. So who needs one more on a daily basis or at least a longer-term basis to get things built back up? This is the, these are the categories. Autoimmune disease. <clears throat> if you have an autoimmune disease, and I do not care if it's in the gut like Crohn's or ulcerative colitis or if it's something like myasthenia gravis or it's MS or it's rheumatoid arthritis or fibromyalgia. You pick the autoimmune disease. It does not matter. 
There is a gut relationship there. And in order to repair and strengthen yourself against that autoimmune response, you've got to get your gut right. And I've yet to see something that works better than the spore forming probiotics for that purpose that are in the vital spore formula. So that's the first group, and it's a big one. They have clinically been proven now to actually help to repair leaky gut, and leaky gut has been proven to be a leading cause or at least have a very substantial relation to autoimmune disease. If you've got irritable bowel, whether you've been diagnosed with it or you just have those types of symptoms, uh, constipation or diarrhea or gas or bloating after meals, upset stomach, cramping, uh, even acid reflux, any of those types of things, even heaviness after meals, the vital spore probiotic can help, especially over time. It will, I'm going to warn you of something that's a little bit different with it because it is different than the human strain probiotics. It usually takes a little longer to do its thing. Now, some people notice a difference the first capsule they take. That does happen. But most people are into it a couple of weeks at one capsule a day before they're starting to really see the significant benefits. And then it usually just gets better from there. The third week is better than the second. The fourth week is better than the third and so on. Remember, these guys are actively helping you. Every dose you take is actively helping you for about three to four weeks before it is excreted from the body. And so they are doing amazing work from the first capsule you take, but it takes three to four weeks for that first capsule to do all of its work, if that makes sense. So being on this product for a month gives you the best indicator of whether or not you're going to start to see benefit from it. And in most cases, you definitely will. But I always recommend, especially if you're struggling with any kind of long-term issues, that you, you go for it for a minimum of three months and preferably six months and just see what it can do for you before you drop off of it. One of the biggest mistakes people make with these types of probiotics is going on them for a month or two, feeling substantially better and thinking they've got what they needed from it. But then a month or two later, three months later, coming back saying, hey, I'm not feeling as good anymore. Just not seeing it through is a big deal. So you can give yourself a little quiz. What was your childhood antibiotic picture like? Did you ever get an antibiotic in the first four years of life? Did your mother have you from a cesarean section or through the birth canal? And were you breastfed for at least a year? If you had an antibiotic or more, if you were not breastfed for at least a year, and if you were a C-section baby, any of those things would indicate that your natural microbiome is going to be not nearly as uh, vibrant as it otherwise could be. And so in that case, especially if you're experiencing these types of symptoms, or if you have chronic infections, whether it be sinus infections, ear infections, strep throat, urinary tract infections, any of those types of things, diverticulitis, those kinds of things, that's your body begging to get more bacteria built back up in the gut and the spore biotics are the very best way to do that. So all of that, any of those things, and then I'm going to throw this other one out, which I already threw out earlier, but I don't want you to forget it. If you struggle with mental health issues, depression, anxiety, ODD, ADD, even autism, they've shown autism people do, uh, people on the autism spectrum, sorry, 
do really, really well with these types of probiotics. It's really an amazing thing. And the reason it's so universal is because it's universal in the first place. These are in our universe. They're in our environment. We are meant, I believe, to consume them. And we do consume them in small quantities in the food we eat and the air we breathe. But we don't, once our bacteria levels have been abused with medicine and stress and poor eating habits and all of those types of things, getting what we get naturally just isn't enough and supplementing really makes a difference. So if you're dealing with any of those types of things, I recommend, again, minimum three months before you make a decision on you know whether you need to continue, but I typically recommend six months and just let it ride. And if you've got a chronic thing like an autoimmune disease or are on the autism spectrum or something like that, then you're taking it daily, probably long-term. Now, what about kids? 100% safe for kids, but they don't even need that much potency. They can take far less. So the powder inside the capsule tastes like nothing. So it's very easy to just open it up and put it in whatever you want. Like I said, you can cook it into a pan of lasagna if you want, and it won't kill it. So you're fine as far as that goes, but you can dump it into a little bit of applesauce or juice or dump it straight into your mouth. It doesn't taste like much. For kids, I typically recommend half a capsule. For little kids, even like a third of a capsule. And that's just fine. And it makes it more economical too. So uh, it's good. But a child can definitely take a full capsule. It's not harmful at a higher dose. So hopefully this new way of explaining these types of probiotics was useful for you because it is a complicated process to understand. It does take some education to really get what's going on with it. And I know, I'm not naive after doing this show for the last 13 years, that what I think I'm getting across to you on the show is what you're actually understanding because it's always perception and perspective are everything in life. And so if you have questions, if I didn't get it all answered for you in the time that I had, give us a call, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. And we'll be happy to answer the questions for you. The two products that I specifically highlighted are back on tracked by 10-day results. That's these types of probiotics with digestive enzymes. It's my first line of defense for people that are experiencing consistent discomfort in their stomach, back on track. And then Vital Spores by Precision Probiotics, that formula is kind of the, the big dog in terms of really repairing and strengthening and boosting everything back up to where it really needs to be. I am fully in love with these spore-forming probiotics. They matter and they change people's lives. I am absolutely crazy about them. Remember, I'm not your doctor. If you have medical advice you're looking for, go to your medical professional. But if you're looking for supplemental advice, I'm always happy to give it and I hope that it's useful. Call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. This Christmas season, let's forgive our fellow man. If you aren't very good at that naturally, there are skills you can learn and they are available freely online. You can dig around. There are many books that have been written, but we also offer this class, the Peaceful Harbor Workshop and other additional classes to follow it up where we will help you understand these skills, why they matter and how to implement them in your life. 
at Vitality Nutrition, we simply want to be a source for the best information that we can for your physical and mental emotional health. That's what we do on Vitality Radio. That's what we do at Vitality Nutrition. We're happy to do it. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful Christmas season. It is absolutely amazing out there. Thank you for listening to me. If you like what you hear, go tell somebody. Have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham, with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.